It's going to be, last week we covered all the stuff that you would do building up to your online architecture interview. We talked about how to get prepared and how to influence the room and make things work your way, as well as some tips about the interview itself. However, after that, Will, what I did is I spoke to my friend who works in architecture and he was like, that is a super cool video. However from going in many design team meetings and hiring people myself, what I find interesting is that sometimes when people are presenting the files that will, it doesn't always translate the best. So I've got a few tips here from an architect and stuff that when I read, I was like, oh yeah, that makes real sense. So hopefully we can do those together. So Amazing. let's... Let's jump on. So while we're here, guys, guys, uh, any questions you have while you're going, feel free to talk. Okay. Yes, well, I can see we've got one subscriber, so I know we're live. There That's we go. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> always, it's always difficult at the start to know if you're live or not. So, okay, we're going to jump into it. So let's paint the picture. Will is going to be the interviewer. And I am going to be the interviewee. Now, I can't right now show an architectural portfolio of someone because that would break GDPR. Right. So we're not going to do that. But what I've got is a portfolio template, which I downloaded online. And I'm going to show you a, what it, we're going to go through it. And we're going to talk about scenarios hypothetically. And hopefully there will be some tips from it. So let's get me and Will up now. So it's the day of the interview. So first thing, when you load it up, make sure you start on the right page. You know, I was there. <gasps> you don't want to be like, yes. just one second, one second, one second. <gasps> okay. All right. So you're going to make sure that this document is ready to go. I'm going to get up this notes here as well. So first of all, tip number one from my my friend was that first thing is i can see this but do i really know will who's watching this and is going to be the person that i need to impress do i know he can see it so the first thing i'm going to say is brilliant i'm bringing the file up well can you see it now i can see it Great. Okay. Amazing. So this is super exciting. So welcome to my architecture portfolio. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Because the danger is imagine if in the interview I go, okay, so I've got the portfolio up here. And as you can see, this is my project and everything. Um, well, what are you thinking right now? You- it just sounds so disorganized. And it sounds like you haven't prepared for the interview. And that's obviously okay. not a great start. I mean, we're, we're already losing time. You know, we want to spend we're time. Lose, about the portfolio. Yeah, we're losing. We're losing time, and so I'm going to be like. So, and then let's imagine I bring up the, the the document, and I'm like, okay. So in this section, you can see that I did this, is that. Right now, you don't even know what I'm talking about, Will. So it's super distracting, and you're probably waiting patiently to say, Steve, I can't see the document. And so you're probably getting a little bit irritated now because naturally you're like, dude, I can't see the document. So number one tip when you are presenting online, whoop, there you go. Rehearse it before and get the file ready. 
bring it up at the start. Make sure that all is seamless. Make sure that you've cleared your desktop like we talked about before. And I want you to think about, I want you to think, and I want you to say at the start. So this is my portfolio, Will. Just checking. You can see everything on your screen clearly. Is that right? Absolutely, I can. Great. Then you go into it. So that's tip number one. That's the starting point. Clarify with the person that's hiring you that you can see the document. Oh, I need a sound effect for it. We need like a little victory sound effect. Um, I've got I've got a doorbell. That's probably not relevant that's though, not is a victory it? Sound at all. You don't want to feel like this though. That's the panic thing. Now you don't want to feel like that. Yeah. But using these tips, you can feel ready. So, top tip number one: clarify with the person that you're interviewing with they can see the document so moving on so the thing that i want you to notice is when i'm doing this now right imagine i want to skip past the next page how disorientating is an interview if i go okay and so as you can see in the next pages super fast so remember when you're presenting a document online to go slow you don't you want to talk about it and when you're ready you go okay and now i'm going to flip the slide you know, you can say that. You can use me as an example. When I remember when I was doing a lot of the architectural show and I was flicking through uh, pages really quickly. Yeah, this like, kind of no down, one likes. Yeah, it's it's too disorientating because you, what you've got to remember is that online there's a there's a lag with all this stuff. So you want to go really slow and methodically, and then when you're ready, you can go okay. Next slide. So here you can see on this new spreadsheet. Oh, this new slide or this new sheet this i'm talking about uh my, my resume you probably don't want to put this sheet up and this is a template so imagine you can go when you're talking you probably don't want to talk about the table of content you want to go to the good stuff so again another point is trim out all the fat in the document that you don't need don't start here and then go okay well in the next page oh that's my resume which we've already seen so let's move on and oh here's the table of content which i'm going to go into that's super annoying so go make sure that your online uh, cv and portfolio document is punchy in the portfolio you don't want to repeat the cv they probably have the cv before the interview and you can have that file just in case but jump to the good stuff we don't want scrolling past the faff because that is super disorientating so make sure that you've trimmed all the fat out that you don't need. And then when you go between the slides, you don't want to disorientate well the interviewer now by going too much. Got to go slow. Talk 20, 30 seconds going through the sheet. Now, the other bit that, oh, bang <laughs> stuff around you, Will. <laughs> right. The other thing you don't want to do, I'm just going to bring up the documents is... We talked about flipping to the next page. You need to go slow. There is going to be another temptation to zoom in. Okay. So one of these, they're saying now, I'll be like, so, Will, you can see here that I did this. So this guy, oh, oh, sorry, Will. See that? Super disorientating. I wanted to go like that, and I got it the wrong way. Or you can go, this is, this is one thing I did and what we did here. See? Yes. It's really risky moving around a document online because when you're zooming in, it's really hard to kind of control that and keep eye contact. So when you're zooming in, I'm concentrating on this. And look, I'm not engaging Will. I'm not in an interview. I'm not looking at Will and going, so this is what I did in this complicated drawing. So what you want to do 
is imagine when you're going and using this document, you if you want to zoom in, okay, the clever way to do it, and this is the number one tip to take away from what we're talking about here, is script cut this bit out and put it on the next slide. So imagine what you're doing is one page is this, right? And the next page, you would get the image and you would put it ready so that when you are clicking through the slides, instead of zooming in everywhere, any details you want to go into, you have them on a separate document because it is much less disorientating to move between slides at a slow pace than it is to be in one page and do this all the time. And so you can see here, and if I zoom down here, and if you can see here, it's just like super disorientating. So you really want to make sure that you do not zoom around. So zoom in, use zoom in very, very rarely, only if you must put things on the next page. It's gonna be a lot better. Here we go. Tara, hello Tara. It's lovely to see you again. Thank you for joining us, Tara. And I agree. So what you don't want to do is this zooming around stuff. Okay. It's really disorientating. Nice image here. I think it's One also image. important to know that this isn't just relating just for portfolios. It's about presenting any work. So if you're actually already working at a practice and you're presenting to a client, um, it's these sort of things that are going to be quite handy to know as well, because again, it's going to be disorientating for them. So it's these messages can be adapted for that as well as just a portfolio in an interview setting. Right, Steve? I completely agree. I completely agree. So I'm getting warnings popping up that my connection is unstable. Well, so let me know if you have any problems. Ooh, you seem but fine to me. Amazing. Amazing. It's just keeping me on my toes then. So I completely agree with that. So the biggest two things we got so far is that we need to trim the fat in the document. Okay, then we need to make sure that when we're going between the slides, we take our time. I've had this up on the page. That's great. What I don't want to do is, well, look at this project. It's good, isn't it? You can see all the stuff here, clicking through. And yeah, it's too fast. So you, even if you want to go through something quickly and you landed on this page and you don't feel like there's something really to talk about at that point, still give it 10 seconds. So one way you can go around that. As I go, so here you can see, well, is another image of the project. This was rendered using V-Ray, modeled in SketchUp, and this shows the south-facing elevation in a 3D view. Moving on. Here you can see, you get it. So instead of going, oh, you don't need to see that, you've got to go slow, because look at the pace I'm going. It's really frustrating, okay? I'm drilling it in because it's too fast. And as you said, Will, when we were doing the live streams, the thing that we learned is everything you need to go slow. But when I'm saying that, I'm talking about speaking, and not too fast, you don't wanna go too fast, you don't wanna go more, more, and you don't wanna be too slow, cause that is boring. You wanna speak at a normal pace, but you need to let people digest the slides, okay? So that was the next thing which my uh, my friend said is really, really important. Okay. And the zoom in ends. If you want to do a zoom in, put it on the next sheet. Okay. Good. So the other thing 
that you should do is that when you've spoken for a minute or two, it is good to ask an open-ended question, or it is good to stop at key moments and ask something which is participatory, right? Because if I go and do all these slides to Will for like half an hour, What's, what do we all do in Zoom meetings when we get a bit disfranchised? Yeah, you feel like you've fallen asleep and then you kind of, you know, you get a text down here. And so, because we're all smart, aren't we? So, you know, you can be like, you know, have a quick look and still do it. So this is what this is going to, you've got to keep people engaged. So the way to do that is by allowing little gaps where people like Will can ask any questions. And what you can do is you can say now, say now we finished this project, which is about two, three minutes. You go, okay, so before I move on to my, my next project, is there any questions in particular that uh, you, um, you would like me to address and pose? And Will, you might go, yeah, I will tell me your role and da, 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 and that will be good because suddenly Will feels more engaged in the interview. If you just kind of motor on in between projects and you just go, and this is this and this and this and this and this and this, and then you go, okay, so we got a macro construction and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. You've not been allowed to say anything and you might get unengaged. So when you are going in between slides, you need to take your time. And maybe after a minute or two, you just say, I'm moving on to the next slide. Uh, the next project on my presentation. Um, are there any questions uh, so far? Or you go, or you could say something like, just ch double check in because we're online. Can you still see everything? And well, you might just go, yep. And you go, fantastic. Okay. Unless there's any questions, I am going to continue on. I think it's really, I think it's really good because um, not only are you engaging with them, but through that engagement, you can find out if there's something particular they want to see. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, actually, I have some more questions about the project you spoke about earlier. Can we focus on that? Because if you just rush through it, yeah. the problem is that, well, yes, you've, you've, you've gone through and talked about everything, but you haven't spoken in detail about what they want to see. And ultimately, yeah. what they want to see is going to be really important because that's what's going to get you the job. Yeah, I completely. And the other thing that's important to mention is that you're going to feel compelled to go for the document, which is natural. However, in real life, when you go through a portfolio, you are at the table. Here you're digital. So you need to make sure everyone's connections are okay. You need to constantly have that gap to allow people to talk and uh, it and that will help you as well because the more engaged you feel with them or the more you feel they're watching and the more that they're talking as well you it's going to feel more natural and you're probably going to be thinking that the interview is going more it's going better because i don't know anyone here has done a presentation but it was really helpful that will's here to talk because if you if i was doing this alone even though there are people in the audience and it's really good to see comments like Amrit talking it's what gets really difficult and this is why the first few minutes are when me and Will come up here it's really difficult because you don't know so much if people are watching or not and then in the back of your mind I start then it's easy that they get distracted isn't it well by going is my connection working why is no one talking and it can it can almost take you 
off kilter so one of the things that i love to see is that people are commenting now because i know that we're not in the room alone and that's going to be really helpful for when you're presenting allowing people to talk and participate is going to make you feel more engaged and it's going to make the interviewer feel more engaged which is great and so that's really really important the next one will that popped up and um well i can try and bring it up here but it's talking about videos because i've seen here videos which are embedded in powerpoints and the problem is when you're playing a video is that they can be laggy okay you need to make sure that they set up correctly one of the tips that i would say is that if you really want to do a video you can probably play a video file off your hard drive so let me see now I've got a video of a podcast I've done. So let me see if I'm going to bring it up now. But you see this, this is a bit of a fuss already because I've got to de-associate from this file. So let me try it well and let's see how long it takes me. So you can see now I've got to do all this. So you, if you're going to do a video, make sure it's embedded in the file or it's consistent or you have it ready. Because what you don't want to do is like this now because I've got to stop the screen share. I've got to share um, a video file, which I can do, and then bring Hello it up. Everyone, so you I can see me. This is an upcoming it's a fantastic episode. Rainy day. Can you hear it? There the, is yeah, some lightning in the tunnel. Nice as well, I am here today with a fantastic guest. Okay, so I'm going to stop online, it now. But you see, like, the, the I haven't rehearsed so this. It's, oh, it's, it's always in the audio. It's a bit annoying. So what do I do? Do I mute it or not? I haven't prepared this. So here we go. Oh, I can turn the mute off in there. Do you get what I mean? You don't want to be doing this on the fly like we are now. It's yeah. fine because this is educationary and it's awesome. But what I'm trying to do is draw to you how discombobulating it can be. And also is that maybe I played the, the video and the sound doesn't pop up and I want it to pop up. Mm. And then, well, you're going like, I can't hear the video. And then what tends to happen when technical things go wrong in the interview, people just kind of go like, bear with me one second. And I'm fiddling around and I'm trying to go, can you see this now? Can I see this now? And that's really um, in unengaging to the interview process because the technical problems are then eating up the interview. So I really feel like if you're going to do an interview, you really need to rehearse it. So again, my top tip is only play a video if you must, and it's probably a safer bet to play a video at the end of the interview, but beware, because when a video plays, it's really easy, Will, for you now to go on your mobile, isn't it, and not pay yes. attention. And it uh, maybe one of the things that we learned on the Arctic Social Show is that it's good to put videos in the background that you can talk over. But no one really wants to watch a video for three or four minutes of you talking on the video in an interview. That's going to be super, super like. Um, it's not really engaging. Super, super think. unengaging. Exactly. So let me get rid of this now. But you get it. So videos. Be careful when presenting interviews. They are super and engage they can be exciting if it's short but if you haven't rehearsed putting it on like me it's a bit of a faff to get on them and then you've got problems with audio video and then also depending how you embed the file 
it can be they can be super laggy, you know. Mm. And if they're laggy, you might be talking about the video, and the and the person that's watching is five seconds behind, which is going to be really disorientating. Uh, disorientating. So be careful when you are presenting the videos online. Cool. All right, well, we are motoring through this. It's amazing. I think that this we could another 10 to 15 minutes we'll we'll have covered it. And this is the point. This is short and sweet. And that's the message, because this is purely talking about presenting documents in an interview. So the other one that I've got advice for, and I think that actually I can show it here. You gotta bear with me. This is ex- here we go. Okay, drawings. So architectural drawings. So this is a really a bit of a um, a crappy a, a export of a drawing, but let's use our imagination. Okay. Yes. So a good example is right now you want to make sure that the compression is good because this is blocky, right? So first thing you need to make sure that the file exports is right. But with line weights on drawings, CAD drawings on a presentation the line weights change when you zoom and we already established you don't want to zoom because it's disorientating so my advice is you really need to spend time making sure that the drawings are exported well so that you can see them you can talk about them clearly and the person can see the drawings clearly this is not exported well and we talked about we don't want this zooming in we don't want this zooming in it's going to be distracting in an interview so you need to pre get your drawings ready you need to get your drawings ready and if you wanted to zoom in on this you would put that on the next page yeah if you and then what you would do is you need to test and export it you need to have a trial run of your friend your mother, whoever, and they don't need to be an architect. And you just say, can you see this drawing? Does it look clear? And test it yourself. So drawings and line weights are super important. Tell me if that doesn't make sense to anyone. Sophia, you've got a question here talking about the conclusion we're showing videos. Like everything, I'm just saying to you things you need to be wary of. I would only use a, a video a short period of time, maybe at the tail end of an interview, and really make sure that you've got it down so that it's embedded. And you need to test that if you're embedding this video in PowerPoint, that it works. Okay. And you need to test with Will that it's not lagging. If in doubt, don't put an interview in a video. Don't put an, don't put a video in an interview. It's much better for you to be talking, looking at the camera and engaging with the drawings uh, and engaging with what you want to talk about. You could put a video in the background, but you don't want to rely on sound. Therefore, with videos, you can do it. But I think you should really consider beforehand if it's needed. Do you really need the video? It's kind of good in the background to have but I, what you shouldn't do, Sophia, is make you don't want the video to annotate the interview. So, for instance, you don't want a three minute video of you where you talk in the video and you just sit there watching it and the interviewer sits and watches it because that's super unengaging. 
no problem at all. You're completely welcome. That's what it's all about. So, okay. We talked about the line weights and drawings, and you need to be careful how you export it. You need to make sure that the JPEG looks clean and clear. Okay. And the other thing I want you to think about is like this now. So this is one image per page. It's almost better to have one image than two smaller images. That worked out really well, Will, doesn't it? That the next one is two smaller images. But it's easier for me and Will to talk about this one interview. Uh, one, one, I keep saying interview for a thing. This one picture here on this one drawing while presenting a document in an interview than smaller, more difficult things to read. So like this now, and because what you don't want to do is zoom in in the interview because look at all this, I'm moving it around. You don't want that. So it's always good to put one drawing per sheet. Okay. I think as, I think as well, if you've got um, two on one page, not only is the picture small, so you, you almost have to zoom in, which we're advising, don't do that. Uh, but second of all, it splits the attention of what to look yeah. at. Um, and so if you've got one thing on the page, then that's the only thing that you can focus on. And ultimately that's going to help them follow through it a lot easier. Whereas if you have two, it's you you don't know you presume you're going to start looking at the top one but then you also second one below it might also catch your right you start looking at that or you might when talking about these flip to the other one and it's difficult to keep track of exactly which one they should be looking at and so keep it simple one page for just um well for one particular um yeah one image per page that's the simplest way to do it yeah i completely agree and actually this worked out quite well because uh, me and will I've, I've downloaded this document. I haven't looked at it all yet. And But what is interesting is that we can see here, this would be part of a floor plan. And you can see that in this portfolio, they've cut away a key bit. So if you're talking about that in particular, this is a good page to do that rather than having that massive big uh, plan will where, you know, I'm saying in this area, or I start yes. doing my zoom in madness because we don't want that at all. And again, it's good. This is better. One page talking about the context. Now, I am going to, even though I want to click through, I'm trying to practice what I preach here. So yes. I'm trying to say, like, here's a few seconds before we move on. So it's not disorientating. There we go. Perfect. The other tip that I wanted to say is, so image and text on pages in a portfolio in real life, it's good to have a bit of text then. But look at this. You can't see this text, because I can't see it I can't in the live it. stream. And so it's going to be hard for people to read it. And also, do people really read text when they're being presented the work? Probably not. As in, it's your role to explain the drawings. So it's fine to have annotations. It's fine to have some key facts at the top. But you need to remember that the text is probably not going to be legible in an interview so you can't rely on it you need to be okay with the fact that you are going to talk about the images there and you have to explain it and again it goes all back to what we're talking about is that if the images that you've put are not good online uh, online it's like right now you can go here's the building Oregon Trail and so you can see and look suddenly I'm in the thing and I say in like oh here is that and you can see on this face on here you've got this 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 and maybe Will asks and says I can't quite see it and so I'm zooming in and I'm trying to up oh, I've gone too far sorry oh, oh 
to get it is super disorientating. So you need to make sure that the pages read well, presented online. And actually, if you look at this, this is a big waste of space when you're presenting a document online. Um, so Sophia asks a question, Well, let's have a look at it. Is there any chance where the portfolio you sent prior to the interview is different to the one you present in an interview? I would send an in, uh, a different one, you know, or you can have, or maybe what I would say is you have the document on your computer so that they can look at it. But I would do a tweaked version for the interview, which in my opinion is easier to go for the flow. And you can say that at the start, you can go, this is the document that I've sent across to you. This is my portfolio. However, I've adapted it slightly. So hopefully it's easier to read and easy for us to discuss in this interview. What's wrong with that? Well, I think that's good. You know, I think I think that's good. I mean, uh, I would because when when you're sending a portfolio over, you're limited by the amount of the size of it generally, yeah. unless you're going to do it via link, which we don't generally advise to. Mm. So ultimately, the one that you're having in, in the in the interview is going to be larger in file size, so it's naturally going to be bigger. So it's important. I think it's good to, uh, from my perspective, it'd be good to have like the main go-to document where you've got all your port the whole portfolio, it's all there. And then you make two different ones, maybe one that's you a shorter one, like a taster one that you generally send with an application. And then also one that you present in an interview, which might be very similar to the, the base one, but so you might focus a little bit more on the presentation. So having one image per page or the next page after it zoomed in, whereas if you're going to, because the main portfolio would be quite handy to have when we go mm. back to physical face-to-face -face interviews because all of this is only relevant online. You don't need yeah. to have pages zoomed in because you can quite you can in a face-to-face -face interview, but it's not as disorientating to identify bits and pieces within a large A3 page. So it's 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 good to have multiple versions uh, where you can tweak it a little bit um, so that it's optimal in whichever setting you're presenting it in. Yeah, exactly. And thank you, Sophia. Really great questions. This is what it's about. And I love the fact that you're asking questions in here. And imagine if this was an interview, the fact that you're asking questions and then we're talking about them, that's what you want to build up. You want to build up that momentum in an interview. So um, exactly. You're talking about Petra Kucha presentations of your portfolio in university. Exactly. Petra Kucha is a really good example of how to be super disciplined and how to practice. So if you ever, um, a good example, if you want to practice an online document, Will, is to do a Petra Kutra because the format of a Petra Kutra, if you haven't done one, is that you have to put a slide on the screen for 20 seconds, talk about it and move on and it's timed. So it's a really good, it's a really good way of presenting because it forces you to move on with the conversation and therefore you're not stuck in a page like we have been. Yes. <laughs> so you're keeping the pace up. The other thing I wanted to say is that make sure that I find these bars really distracting. So like even if you've got a PDF, you probably want to make it full screen. But if I do this now, look, I haven't re I'm re I haven't rehearsed this. So right now I'm full screen. I don't know what you could see. I have no idea. So you need to uh, test all this smaller. stuff. It was smaller for us. Um, it was smaller. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? I got I made this full screen and then I couldn't even see Will and suddenly it was smaller. So crazy so you need to make sure that it all works in a powerpoint or you you know if you've got your pdf you need to make sure that the pdf works good full screen 
And what's really important to mention is that Zoom does it differently, where it blows up the document better. Teams is a totally different interface. So a bit like what we did last week, and check out the video that we did last week. Um, it's really worth looking at. And I think that, oh, I need to upload it to YouTube. I'll do that straight after this, Well, But check out the video that we did last week, because I think it was really, really timely and important so and that talks about how all the other aspects of an interview as well so i think that we're nearing the end i'm gonna do a summary unless we've missed something will i think um, we can recap on what we've done the only other thing that i is probably worth mentioning is looking at qr codes out because i think or the idea of a qr code is more interesting because if you put a link in your presentation online, no one's going to write www.stephendrew.com forward slash this and look at it. However, what I've seen sometimes is that a QR code can be a fun, interactive way that could link to a BIM model. I've seen examples of that working, but with stuff like QR codes, don't rely on the person doing it. So just because I have a QR code there, well, you might have difficulties on your phone. You might not even have your phone with you. So if you do stuff like that, think of it like a really nice to have, but not an essential part of the document. The document that you present needs to live and die on, it lives and dies on its own, okay? And a QR code with more info isn't gonna save it. But you need to make sure that you got all that information there and you need to put in stuff like the QR code just to sweeten the deal. It's like a little je ne sais quoi. It's the cherry on top of the cake. However, if the online presentation uh, that you're doing of the document isn't clear, you're zooming in all over the place and it's laggy and the video doesn't work, then it's you're not you it doesn't matter if you got the cherry on top the cake itself was bad was bad so i was going to say something else i was going to use an analogy there well with a word beginning with s and sandwich so you don't want a s sandwich you want to make sure that you have um, an awesome presentation so to summarize when presenting documents make sure that the person can see what you can see and ask them briefly and pause for a second, just go and keep it fun, keep it lighthearted. Can everyone see this? Okay, amazing, let's jump in. You wanna do that. Then you wanna, you wanna bear in mind that when you present documents, there's always gonna be a two to three seconds lag, typically, on what you talk about and what they see. So allowing people to talk is really important. And when you flip in the pages, don't go too fast, go slow. Okay, it's a big issue because it's very disorientating. We learned the hard way when you're presenting these things online. You need to go slow. Okay, the other thing is you got zooming in all over the drawings, very disorientating. So you need to make sure you're not panning around. And if you want to, if you know that you want to talk about a big drawing and you want to zoom in on one bit, then pre take a cut of that drawing and put it on the next sheet, okay? Because you can go, here's a zoomed in, scale one to five, one to 10, off that part of the drawing. So you can see here the technical um, solution I offered to this project, great. When you threw it, people might be on mic, might be on mute, 
It might be non-conversational. In between key parts of the presentation, just stop and say, okay, so I'm moving on to the next project. Just before I do, does anyone have any questions? Okay. And if it's a big project, which you're going through, you go, okay, this is the halfway point. Does anyone have any questions? Can everyone still see the, the document correctly? Yes, I can. No questions. Okay, great. Move on. Okay. When you're putting up a PDF, make sure that the technical drawings are rendered correctly. You've, you've either exported them as a JPEG and they show up and they're legible. Okay. If you've got PDF line weights, the problem is, is that they could look quite thin on, on the screen. And when you zoom into a PDF document, well, with drawings, sometimes they can shrink and go bigger. It really depends on the PDF is set out. So you need to be careful on that. And we talked about videos. And I give you a little bit of a demonstration of the videos. And it kind of went a bit fumbly. And you don't want to fumble around. So if you've got a video, make sure it works. But make sure then you know how to embed it and make sure that presenting it is flawless. Videos can be an absolute nightmare. I'll tell you another example. I recorded a podcast last night, Well, where uh, it was great, and then we both recorded audio and visual, and the, the video caused a lag. So then I turned the podcast into audio only, and it worked. So you need to roll with the punches. So if you've got a video in it, you need to practice the heck out of it. And make sure that the video is not a five-minute talk about your project where you are narrating over it and then you're just chilling out in the interview because that is super unengaging. If you are going to talk about something or annotate a video, you need to mute it and talk about it in, in the flesh. That's what we learned on the show. You can't put audio on and expect the audience to just follow. Everyone's interested in talking about it while we show stuff. Okay? And... When, throughout this, when you design the documents, make sure that you have one image per page. And if you're going to use two, try to maximize the real estate on the screen. Make sure it's easy for people to read, understand. And, you know, you, you don't want to be zooming in. So you need to carefully do that document. Think of stuff like QR codes. It's probably going to be more engaging because someone can use their, a, their phone and look at the screen. But really, assume people might miss it out. So don't. if you need anything important, it's better to have it on the presentation ready, just in case. But I think that's it, really. I think that covers everything. Will, we don't have the architecture social show anymore. So, Will, what's your, what's your words of wisdom about presenting documents? I think sometimes it's best to keep it simple. If you're if you want to be clever and put the QR code video in, yes, maybe they can be effective, but um, you, you're better off maybe just keeping it simple if it's too much of a hassle, and because otherwise, it's going to affect the whole presentation. So keep it simple, short, sweet, steady pace. That's what amazing, amazing. So on that note, we now we've graduated, we've passed. You've got your interview. You've won. You've won. You're going to get that job offer because your interview technique was so good. Oh, I like that. I love retro gaming music. So thank you for everyone that's joining. This will be online as well. Definitely a niche topic, as Jeff Moran would like to say. However, very, very important because if you are going to present online, it's worth doing it right. I will upload after this the video for last week. Of course, I will do that. almost forgot to do it, Will. 
check that one out if you want to talk more about how to present online in terms of mentality, how to engineer the room. And now this video talks about the content. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Will, for joining us. So you've got the fantastic you, Will Ridgeway. I'm Stephen Drew. And if you have any questions, we'll see you next time, won't we, Will? We will indeed. All right. Thank you, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Oh, we've got thank yous. Well, just before you go, Noor, um, my pleasure, uh, our pleasure, and Sophia, super, I'm glad you found it helpful. That really makes everything, for, uh, makes, makes our day. Take care, everyone, and bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.